Um, sitting and reflecting on my my journey you know and I guess my journey has been my whole life <clears throat> and key moments that have happened throughout my life that I remember and but particularly you know in 2012 with the death of my father and you know what happened a couple of days before he passed and I hadn't seen him since 1984 and how I chose to listen I guess how I chose to trust not that I had trust all the time a lot of the time there was a lot of pushback from me and not wanting to hear what was being said because I maybe I thought I knew better of you know the knowledge I had acquired in my life and acquired not required but acquired I'm glad I, I listened when I was told to call my father and he wasn't in the same country he was in Malaysia he was well, I found out that he was um, literally at the end of his life in Malaysia in a hospital there and um, he was riddled with cancer and I'm so glad I listened I'm so glad I listened and that I made the call. I called him just to connect for, and it was probably only five or six minutes that I spoke to him on the phone because he was so, so feeble and I didn't even understand what he said. And it wasn't, I guess before this, it used to really upset me that I didn't know what he said to me because I so wanted to know what he said I so wanted to know what his words were that I could take away and and hold on to and I guess replay in my mind because I hadn't been in touch with him, like I said, for you know over 20 years or something. Because we could never find him, he just disappeared one day, and that was pretty much it. So but I guess those words never mattered. And looking back now and feeling the energy of it, there was a, a pureness in it, there was an honesty in it, there was a, you know, I, in a sense it was filled with 
regret and wishing to be forgiven. And I remember saying to him, it, it's okay. It's okay, I love you. It doesn't matter what happened, I love you. Because I, I didn't remember, I don't recall anything. I could not understand what, what he was saying. It was just so soft. But I just said to him, it's okay. There, there's, there's nothing to be forgiven for. It's, it is, it is, you know. And it was those moments after I hung up the phone where I sat in silence and I said to him, you know, my last words were, because I knew he was a, a he'd been married to a Reiki master and um, he was an acupuncturist for a very, very long time, since the mid-70s, that I knew he would understand if I said to him, I'm going to give you uh, a distance Reiki session. I wasn't going to give him Reiki. I'd done Reiki in the past, but it hadn't really ever resonated with me. But I knew that I, he would understand that concept. So I just sat there and, and I did what I did even back then. You know, it's, it's something that's always been with me even as a child. And... You know, it was in that moment, and that's where I reflected on more than anything else, it was in that moment when that thing happened, that thing that I can't even describe. Um, where this intense energy came in. And it was like a bridge between my father and myself, I guess. And what I realize now is a bridge between myself, my father, and God, source, universe. And, you know, everything changed from that moment. Not that I realized that, but it was the most exquisite, exquisite space to be in. And that connection to the very depth of being of my father and myself and it didn't need words it didn't need thoughts it didn't need forgiveness it didn't need the memory of it didn't need to bring up the pain and the hurt that had always been there beforehand it was about connecting to the essence of everything and the essence of my father and myself and knowing that everything in that space was one. And even after that, you know, I so wanted to know what the words were. I so wanted to know what he said. I so wanted to know if he said that he loved me. But I couldn't see at the time that that moment of connection, that essence with God, source, universe, whatever you choose to call it, was the pure expression of love, of connection, of oneness, of wholeness. And then everything started changing after that, even though I didn't realize that. And it's only when you look back, you know, you've got hindsight and 
you see those critical moments in your life where you know something shifted even though you know when you're in the depth of it you don't necessarily see it or you understand it but it's when you look back but when you step into peace and you step into that oneness and the wholeness and the stillness and it's there all the time you tend to understand everything in such a different way and that every moment you tend to understand and see the richness of it that every moment provides to you even if it's a positive or a negative because nothing's ever really negative except if there's violence or things like that don't get me wrong You know, we look at our past as a thing that we have to run from and the thing that we have to explore and the thing that we have to break down and that we have to heal from. And we do. But it's how we choose to do that. Do we choose to get caught up in every single moment and replay the story? Do we get caught up in what is happening to us in every moment and using that as an excuse to not heal? And are we scared of healing? Are we scared of stepping forward into something that we can't explain or we, we don't know, we can't grasp because it's something that we've never tasted? You know, it's like a child going, Ugh, I don't want a grape. And it's like, but you've never tasted it. It's sweet and it's beautiful and it's juicy and it just the perfect size and I don't want it I don't like it that's kind of what we do for a lot of us on our journey of healing that we don't want to step forward we're scared of tasting that fruit because we think we know or we're completely we're scared I guess and even for a lot of us I think the hope the hope of change scares us because so many of us have been let down before so many of us have put hope in something or towards something and then that's just been taken away again and I get that and I was the same I go let's try this and let's try that and that gives a little bit but then something happens or you meet the person behind something and you lose respect and I think that's a big thing as well and I'm talking talking from my experience you know from things I've done and whatever else and people that have taught me and then you realize that behind the facade there lies someone that there's not necessarily a truth in what they say and a little bit of you breaks I guess is that they they talk the talk but they don't walk the walk 
was it the other way around? They walk with you? No, I think it's that way. Um, you know, and so I think maybe some of us then stop going forward, that we stop trying to find the next thing because you go, well, how can I believe in something else? How can I use this or trust this when, you know, you've had an experience before and you shut yourself down, the roller doors go down, you know, you put a padlock on it so it can't open and you may spend a decade with those doors down or every now and then you unlock it but you certainly don't pull that door up. What a terrible way of being, you know. And I guess it could be same said, you know, with friendships or whatever. And you've had a close friend friendship with someone, and then it gets kind of pear shaped, and you know, you fall apart, and they're deep hurts, and then you have to move on. But you know, people would say things come into your life for a reason, so that you can experience something, you can grow from it from it and that is also very true but then potentially the choices that you're making are potentially from a place because that roller door is down and it's locked and what are you pulling towards yourself energetically because you've got that roller door down and then you're going to attract somebody else who also has their roller door down because it's something that vibrates at a at a similar frequency. It's really fascinating in the way that we we deal with life and we respond to life, that we respond to ourselves more so than anything else. And we beat ourselves up when, you know, we go forward 10 steps and then you fall back 12. But the perception is that it is 12 steps and it's never 12 steps it may feel like it because you've come such a long way and that your three steps back will feel like 12 but you've always gone forward yeah and because you've gone forward so far the few steps that you go backwards will feel so much bigger so much bigger And then there's the thing of, I need to be so far more advanced. I need to be over there, because over there is where everything happens. But it's not, it's everything in this space is where everything happens. And I think people get so caught up on the end result. And, you know, it's the same as when you're building a business, you have this perception that, okay, you're going to go out on your own, you're going to be an entrepreneur or do whatever else. and you know, you're going to get 50,000 clients in, in a week and your numbers is going to skyrocket and you're going to make $1 million in, in a week and hey, if you're lucky, you will. But that's not the norm. You know, a lot of the time you don't even know what your message is initially because you haven't grown enough. And when I say grown, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the whole, you know, um, you need to grow more as a person, you need to be more empathetic or whatever else. We all are. Innately, we all are. Innately, in the core of our being, we are all gentle, gentle, beautiful, exquisite human beings. 
and we just shut down those roller doors. But everything that we do is a process. Because when we start out, we don't necessarily know our message because we're still expanding. We're still trying to find us. Yeah. And then we try copying other people and going, oh, that person says it's X, Y, Z. And then you go on this path and then you forget yourself again. You forget your unique language. You forget, you know, the way that that you are in the quiet of your home, that you're a bit of a, you know, um, a bit of a goofball like me. And, the, you know, when I teach or when I, you know, the coming home com community event, I'm just me. And people will love you for it and people will not like you for it. And that's the way of the world. You're not going to resonate with everybody. Um, not everybody's going to love you. As soon as you say anything spiritual, you're going to just get the haters who, um, you know, it's nothing right or wrong. And people have their religious beliefs and they will have a go at you for that and think that you're evil because you're sprouting whatever you're sprouting. And that is okay as well because that is their belief. And if that is what helps them, then you can't, you can't have a go at them either. You know, that is their belief. If they feel safe in that, if that is helping them grow, then that's beautiful as well. But who are you as a person? Who are you in the quiet of your home when you're holding your cat or when you're speaking to your dog and you have that gentleness that flows from you? That is what you should be showing the world. But so many of us are scared of doing that because we're, you know, we're scared of being ridiculed. I'm wondering if I'm getting... Um, I had the same issue. It was like, no, you need to show this professional front. You have to be X, Y, Z. And, um, but you need to show your human side. You need to show the beauty of who you are. The goofball. The goofball within you. Yeah? That when you're playing with your dog and you're giving them cuddles and you're talking to them and you know or even your child in those quiet moments when you just feel your love flow for them show that to people and sometimes we can't do that because we haven't healed enough yeah and for me and most people know what i teach about the life moments and when i got rid of those it allowed me to be the goofball that i am and the goofball that I've always been. And I remember people saying to me, you know, oh my God, you've changed so much. And it's like, no, the life moments are not there anymore. That made me hard, that made me harsh, that made me, don't look at me the wrong way because I'll punch you in the face. Um, because I had to protect, I had to protect me, you know, from others. Whereas when you heal that, and there's peace. I could have a whole bunch of haters here on the live. And it means nothing. Because it doesn't affect the essence of who I am. And the truth of who I am. And the honoring of self. Which is more important than anything else. The honoring of me. 
my essence because in that space I can give all of me to you. I can give all of me to everybody on a live. I can give all of me to in a retreat or in a workshop or whatever else or in my writings. I can give all of me and there is no lie in it. Yeah? And that's the beauty of healing. And when I talk about healing, I don't necessarily talk about the physical vessel healing. And yes, we need that because that's important. But to truly heal is about healing and getting rid of those, you know, the, the, the roller doors. So that you're able to pull up the roller door. Yeah, and just be who you are. Not even who you're meant to be. It's who you are innately within yourself. And that's the beauty of life. That's the beauty of who you are as a human being. And how you see life and how you experience life and how you interact with it. A lot of people think that they don't need healing. I would challenge that. Think I'm fine, I'm fine. It's because they're shut down and they're coping. I thought I was pretty much fine as well, even though I had my, you know, PTSD and chronic fatigue and a whole bunch of other stuff. I thought I was okay because I was coping, I was managing, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. Was I managing? No. Now I know that. But at the time, if someone had said to me, you know, you need to do some healing work on yourself, I would have told them to go and stick it up you know where I'm fine I'm safe in the space that I'm in that I've created for myself God was I blind but the thing is if someone had offered me this if someone had said to me Here's the thing that you can do, you can go into your own layers and you can release life moments, which are these energetic things of moments that have happened in your life. I would have gone, you're nuts, and I don't want to borrow of it. I've done other energy work before, and that's done stuff for me, and it definitely helped. But I said, no, I'm not interested, thanks very much. I'm happy in my, in my space. I'm coping with life the way that I am. Thank you very much. So it was forced upon me in a sense because I was so shut down and angry and reactive to life. It was forced on me and I fought it really well. I thought really well but probably not. It wasn't a fair match, that's for sure. Um, but I'm so glad it happened. I am so glad it happened. Because I don't want to ever be back in that space of who I was as a person. I mean, I was always a good person, you know, don't get me wrong. I always stayed out of trouble, always did the right thing. How do we know the space that we could possibly go into when we've never even seen a glimpse of it? 
yes people say you know if you go into the bush and it's quiet and it's still and you're at peace there's an element of it but it's so much deeper than that it's so much deeper than that how do you know when you've never tasted it how, how do you know when you've never tasted the grape the sweetness of it the richness of it the sense of eating it and then it popping and the juice just flooding your mouth and the exquisite taste how can you understand what that is when you've never tasted it you can imagine if someone goes here's a grape it's really sweet and you'll go oh okay I've had an orange before so maybe it tastes like that oh it's not it's, you know it's not as, as citrusy as that oh okay so it'll be like a a kiwi fruit well not quite because it hasn't got this particular texture oh okay so it'll be like um like watermelon you understand what i'm trying to say unless we start to experience it and we put ourselves in a space of going you know what even though i don't understand this and this might sound this sounds so weird that you're trying to tell me this thing but I see the, the changes in you, like this other person. Maybe I'll just try it. Maybe I'll nibble, nibble on the grape. I won't even bite into it because I probably won't like it. But I'm going to nibble on the grape. You know, it's like putting your toe in the, in the pool when you're just kind of on the edge of summer or anything. Oh, it's going to be too cold. I'll just put my toe in. Just nibble on that grape. See if that grape has something that resonates with you, within the depth of you. And then slowly start eating it. And then one day, one day, you'll eat that whole grape and then you can't get enough of it. Although I think eating too many grapes is a laxative, so don't go overboard on, on grapes. Um, but you get my drift, yeah? I feel more of a balance across people that are here now, so I hope that's helped. I hope that set you up for the day and balanced people out, allowed people to... Oops, there's a couple of things to come up now. Bit of a panicky. Sorry, what does it say? I will go back to that godly moment I too experienced unexplained peace and terrifying time. Yeah. Sit with that moment. I mean, don't try to. Don't try to uh, take knowledge out of it. Don't try to break it down but give it presence and give it gratitude and give it thanks because that moment was meant to show you something that moment was meant to show you something about yourself and in that moment there's normally a door that is revealed multiple doors even that you may not have been able to see so if you can 
even reflect on that but don't try to people so often take an experience and try to break it down and try to understand it and that is not what it's there for it is there to just allow it to wash through the layers of self and connect with your inner self you know, your core of self, your being, your essence and allowing it for them to do the work as soon as you start trying to break it down and go it's because of this and that's explained because of XYZ you're, you're constricting what it's meant to do for you yeah, because you're trying to put the limited knowledge that we have because we have this much knowledge yeah we just allow it to be, allow that moment, give it back, give it presence what was it like in that moment? Even if you can't experience it, even if you can't remember the energy or whatever else, give it presence and allow from there another door to open. And don't think about that door. Don't go, oh, now I've got to watch. No, just allow it to be. Don't think about it. Don't try to put any explanation on it or expectation. Yeah? Because our sense of what we want is this much compared to what is being offered to you so often well, all the time for me I don't even think about stuff it is given as it's given you know and that's why I'm awful for people who try to teach me marketing and I've spent thousands upon thousands of on marketing things and they go you have to do this and it's, source says no that's not the way because maybe I'm not ready to deliver that message yet because my wording has to be slightly different in this way because it's part of my growth and part of my audience growth and what I found very early on in the piece even though some of the stuff that I'm rehashing now word wise people are starting to understand whereas before I may have posted the same thing a year and a half ago people did not understand so there's an evolution for people as well on this journey for them to understand the words but to understand what is beyond the words that are written it's not about the words it's about what opens up within you in the essence of self and it flows on from there the same as we're sitting here if you did not listen to any words that I spoke whatsoever doors are being shown to you from here yeah and I guess that's the the beauty of what I'm able to give people as well that being in presence I'm a, I, can, I can facilitate that change within you even sometimes when you don't understand it within yourself but things start to change from there and even on these lives releasing life moments on people's layers to create space so that that these words even if you might go I've zoned out whatever are falling on the layers of self and starting to create change within you and your reality just don't think about it don't think about the moment don't explore it don't rehash it don't try to put an interpretation on it or oh, I saw a feather it must mean it's from a laugh a past a part someone who's passed etc etc anything that happens to me I allow it to be I do not put an explanation on it or don't try to explain it because it will unfold the way it needs to unfold in a far richer way than me taking it and exploring it but I can give something presence which happens anyway because I'm in that space and so what comes from that becomes more and more rich many blessings to you Sally yeah so take this and put it in a jar 
Your brain will still work when it needs to. It's not going to stop. But from that place of no thinking comes a richness, comes a whole bunch of grapes that you can eat. Yeah. But when you start thinking about everything and exploring it and going, someone's given me this formula, so I'm going to follow it. When you're on this journey, that is constricting. Then you may get one or two grapes because you're following a formula which you may not be ready for. And that is okay because it's your evolution. And you'll notice that as you just give everything no thought, what comes out of your mouth, what comes out of your being, what comes out of your state of presence is stunning. Mm -hmm.